0: what's going on guys welcome to episode forty nine of the fuel for football podcast I'm your host Sanchez Bailey, and you know we're back from international break now and it's it's been a it's been interesting you know it's been interesting to see how football's been going on and um although I've been lining up what I can do for the fiftieth episode fiftieth episode i um yeah I hope I can pull it through anyway um I guess for me like it's hard for me to do an episode and not really speak about Man United and Oli because he's been sacked now. And that's a story that we've been covering over a period of time, really exploring and looking at pressure and how that's affected the team. And, you know, I'm just going to put this episode out there to almost cause force, food for thought and allow you to kind of see the effects that maybe pressure and how things has turned out. To actually affect him, maybe the team And maybe some individual players as well Now one of the things that kind of stood out to me was You know, I feel like Ole Social is a very transparent man I think if he's cheesed off, you kind of know it He doesn't hide that at a press conference, excuse me But, um, you know, and if he's very happy, he's very praiseworthy And if he's, you know, um, very apologetic Very apologetic He's very apologetic And so I feel With You know The manner of the defeat Against Watford I haven't seen the game I saw bits I was um, I was at a sports bar uh, And it was like Juxtaposed between the rugby I have no interest in rugby At the moment (laughs) If I'm honest But it was on a larger screen So the Man United game Was something that I saw At a distance And I was just seeing Goals go in To be honest with you But he came out And he apologised And you know um, I Don't think that's wrong and sometimes I feel like managers need to conceal some of the messages and, you know, direct a, maybe a bespoke message to the players. But, you know, I believe the message and the spirit and the mannerisms that he's bringing uh, in, in the public is not too far from what he actually presents in um, to the team. I'm sure he won't be apologetic to the team, but I I, I don't know if... It's addressing, if he is addressing some of the needs and then the issues that the team has, you know, um, working to improve and develop. And I've already mentioned that, the, the, you know, what I think about the club that has, hasn't got a psychologist. But I really want to kind of just focus on when things are not going your way. If things are not going your way, how, how should you be reacting? You know, if there is an issue, how much do we focus on the issue? How much do we really work to creating uh, a better re- uh, turn of events? And if things are not going our way, you know, it's a nine-month season. You know, not only not too long ago, United was a team that was on the ascendancy and, and their potential was very, you know, um, very uh, ever-present. And now they're a team that's struggling for form, but who knows? Things can really change. We spoke about Klopp last year when his mother unfortunately passed away, and he wasn't able to see her or go to the funeral during COVID. And I believe that had a, a real knock-on effect on the team, um, because he's he's a hugely spirited he's a hugely spirited man that galvanises the team. And even though I'm drifting right now, let me just even just kind of give you an idea of how much energy can really influence a team and it doesn't always have to come from the coach by the way but in this case it does I believe there was an incident between Arteta and Klopp that was at nil-nil when there was a challenge from a Liverpool player that Arteta wasn't happy about and there was a bit of a coming together between the two very passionate from both sets of managers but Klopp was very passionate right? and it was almost after that moment there the team galvanised themselves, and and you know they took an ascendancy and and really ran away with the game. And I look to that moment as a as a key shifter, not because prop has anything to do with the pitch, but I believe his energy positively transfers into these players. And why? I strongly believe because I cannot say anything for, for a matter of fact, but he seems to have almost developed such a rapport and a and a. A, what's the word i'm looking for he's developed such a a likeness and and a um an affinity is the word i'm looking for with the players that you know they feel what he feels you know and i believe that when his mother passed away his countenance and his mannerisms dropped massively understandably and rightly so right and that affected the team and again as i said before when the you know the super league was coming in and he kind of responded with a spirited response you saw a change of events for liverpool right and and i feel like that was almost on display against arsenal you know i feel like he had a spirited response galvanized players galvanized the team and we know what happened there and I'm just kind of linking this to um, Oli and, and Man United and, and this is definitely a message that will be very uh, poignant for some of the coaches out there. Just knowing that your spirit can, not all the time, your spirit can influence your players and most of the time it does, right? And someone like myself, I, I like to try and equip athletes so that they do not rely on the coach so much. Because in times when, let's just say, a crop situation last season, then maybe your your performance and your energy levels are, are at risk because of what a manager is going through, right? So listen, it shows the importance of you being able to trigger yourself and being able to be self. The um, manageable was the word that came into my head, but I don't know if that's the right word, but self. Um, regulating so that you are, you're able to push yourself and and allow yourself to get to those uh, levels of performances that, you know, is ideal for you. And I don't think that's what we're getting from Wally there. I would love to have had that, you know, the Amazon documentary to be in Man United and really see what he did with the team. And there's no criticism to him because he's a great man. I'm sure he, he done a good job for him to get Manny United second and, and, you know, challenge um, in in some competitions. But it was when the things and the going got tough, how he was able to pick up some of these players and, you know, maybe the lack of being able to trigger these players and have that affinity and have those triggers to the players may have um, affected how the course of events turned out. And so, as a coach, my message is... How have you tried to connect with your players? You know, it needs to be organic. You know Klopp is a very charming, charismatic man. And so he transfers that into his relationship with the players. So what relationship are you transferring into your players? How have you been able to know what makes them tick? That's important too, right? How do you kind of triangulate that with the fans and the the people around the club that support the players too, who are very important to them? How do you connect the two or the three, so to speak? And those things and those, those small elements um, make a small contribution. And if you're allowing them and encouraging and pushing the, the input and the implementation of the mental side of the game, you're developing a real strong unit within every single player and then collectively as a team. And that's one of my messages that I want to put out there, which is not a complete solution. It's just, it's just things to think about. And as we go on throughout the season, we'll touch on it and explore some of these things. But it's difficult for me to really go straight in it in an episode without really generating that food for thought. Without really allowing uh, coaches to, to really see the effects that just them and their manner, uh, mannerisms and their, their energy levels can affect players. And I think that was so on display over the weekend, and I really wanted to touch on that. And I believe you could even use Chelsea as an example. Last season with Lampard is the same team that won the Champions League. All it was, was a different manager who was very passionate, very studious, very attentive. And that energy level creeps into, a, um, into the players. You know, the players will sit down and talk about the coach in their spare time. When I speak to a player, I like to check in and see how they see and they perceive their coach and the relationship with the coach because that can almost be telling to maybe some of the conditions or the circumstances that a player thinks feels and experiences right and so these are things that i i feel is very important for coaches to to um to identify you know there um, was ma- a manager Many years ago I think it might have been Annan Kerbish, I don't know if you know Who he is For the younger listeners you Probably don't He was a charter manager Probably back in four Around those times I remember he This is because One of my um, Lecturers Who was a sports psychologist um, Worked with him And They done like Personality Um tests so to speak so he could find out what kind of personality these players were I think this might have been when Darren Brent was at the club and I think the current manager of Charlton now if it's what's his name Matt Holland if he's still there he was one of the players there and he was able to try and work and trigger some of these players um, in a positive manner it might have been at West Ham actually I think he was manager of West Ham at one point I think I can't remember now but yes um Mm -hmm that's one of the things that our manager did do. So I wanted to just use this episode as we kind of really transition into hopefully what I see as as a new phase from episode 50. Um, I think that's going to be a really uh, standout uh, moment for myself personally, but also for the pod, 50 episodes in, which is basically a year, um, which has been massively interrupted with COVID. And, you know, obviously we have season breaks. So... Um yeah, uh this is probably gonna be the first actual full season of the podcast, so you know, um I am looking forward to seeing how everything develops and I appreciate everybody who's been involved, um, who's listened. You know, um I don't like to check analytics but I've been checking it um recently just to kinda of get an idea of the different type of listeners and what is more popular from listeners and you know there's listeners engaging every single week even when there's not a episode that drops and you know um it's nice to see that some people are going back to early episodes and really using um the episodes as as guides and tools to equip them on some of the mental skills that we've explored so i just want to make it mentioned or make it known that i appreciate it Uh, i am very grateful for everyone tuning in but at the same time it only Uh, It's only for you It's only to make the impacts And the changes And the The um, the improvements For your game Anyway Enough of me talking today I wanted to put this out there I probably entitled this episode For the coaches It's not something that Players don't need to listen to But it's something that I probably should have said this at the start But It's something that um, Players should be aware about (coughs) Players uh, should definitely be conscious of being responsible for their own mood, so to speak, their own uh, mental, and to some degree their form, you know, and and not place too much power into the coach into the into their inability to develop, even amidst the the lack of game time. And for coaches, it's more about uh, being aware about how impactful you can be on the players just even some small things uh, to do with just countenance, how your mannerisms are, your behaviour, energy levels. And, you know, that can have a, uh, uh, maybe albeit um, percentile of an effect, but, you know, you know the percentiles are really sometimes what makes the differences in, in some of the games that we play in, in this beautiful sport of ours. So anyway, thanks again. Uh, episode 49 done. Moving on to episode 50. I am hoping... And that can be next week. Uh, only thing that would delay me would be fat matters out of my control. But I, I'm going to endeavour to make sure what I planned for the 50th episode comes to pass this week. In Dubai they'll say inshallah. Anyway, um, all the best and on to the next episode.